Is anyone here hearing this little bit? Well, before we start, a little, little bit me, where me and Justin just do a little dance, getting ready for this. Today's live. All right, we're live. That'll do. All right. Um, <laughs> hello and welcome to episode 12 of OK We're On, the uh, live streamed podcast where uh, myself, Stephen, aka Mrs. Steej, and my friend Justin over there talk about musical topics. This is a Christmas themed episode where we're basically going to talk about everything to do with christmas that we can think of there's not much i can have planned for this just because it's, it's a holiday themed episode so and you can hear that drill by the way did you hear the drill no oh you can't hear the drill well there's some as i said before the podcast there's someone cutting down a huge tree outside um it's so loud it feels like they're in the room it's annoying but anyway um let's start with the topic we always start with which is catching up Catching I should tell up. you this before. Um, so, what have you been up to since the last time I spoke to you? Uh, when was the last time? It was two weeks ago. We did the album art discussion. That was two weeks ago. So, in that time, we have had a general election. Oh God! Yeah, we yeah we did do that, didn't we? Um, Any the run up to Christmas? Yeah, and the preparation of the run up to Christmas. So, quite that's quite a lot. Actually. So just a quick note on a general election, and without going into it too much, because this isn't really a, a political podcast. You voted. I vote. What, what, so what time did you vote? What time did you go out get out there? Uh, it'll have been about quarter past nine, if that makes sense. Oh, wow, that's really early. Yeah. I was like on the flip side, because I waited for Linz to get home, because I um, since then... You and you needed her help. Well, yeah, I went out and uh, yeah, she could drive me. I've I've had a cold since then. Yeah, that's how long I've had a cold for. And weirdly enough, I thought I'd have this cold for about a, a couple of days because it started fixing up. And now I've got a, a cough and then got the sneeze and all that. And now I just can't sleep. I had like three hours sleep last night. It's annoying. But anyway, yeah, I I went and voted about probably about seven o'clock something like that. I don't really want to say that much about it because you know you and me can probably talk about it for hours, so we'll leave that until um, we're not recording. Maybe <laughs> to, to be honest, um, I think yes, it's a political thing. It happened. That was good. And yeah. since you know, and I, I, I read and listened to a lot in and around that period, but since I've just turned off, dropped off. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, that's all sorted now. I don't really need to... I'll keep up to date with the bullet points. But to be honest, around this time of year, um, it's hard work. You know, it's hard work. You know, we've having kids and things like that. Um, It's difficult. There's a lot of stresses um, that come upon you. And I wanted to limit the damage that would be imposed on my mental health, um, you know, and politics and news in general, to be honest, can be quite yeah. damaging for that, you know. So 100%. I've just been sort of separating myself from it and social media and, and things like that and feeling pretty good about it, to be honest, going off grid a little bit. 
Yeah, I I quite like the idea of doing that. I've definitely done that a bit with with after the election. Although I've, I, I've I've done the same. I just jump in now and again. I know there's um there's a meeting now in the House of Commons and all that stuff. Um, I was gonna I was gonna jump in. I was like, oh no, I've got the podcast, but I'll jump in later on and just stop look at the headlines. I suppose you know. But um, I wanted to want to talk about it. It's just I'll just say I didn't feel good about it afterwards. That's all I'll say. <laughs> you can see my what I said on Twitter or Instagram anyway. I was I was I I, I showed my where I was where I was at basically. Um, yeah, so that was that. Apart from that, I uh, I saw Star Wars last night. The the new Star Wars. The, Justin, I don't know if you know this. There's a new Star Wars film out. Is there? Is there? I, it's I the, know that there is, and. I'll be honest, I haven't really seen anything about it. Yeah, I don't really think anybody is that bothered this time around. Like, really? Know. Like, because everyone's been into Marvel, everyone's been through the election process, especially in the UK. Loads of other things have just kind of steamrolled the that kind of space in culture, in pop culture. That I don't know anyone who's really that, like, crazy on star wars anymore not like as compared to when you know when it first started coming back again like the force awakens yeah you know? force Awakens. That, that, there was a lot more um hype and talk about that um i've i've seen it's like in the space of three films they've managed to kind of get away all the casuals and just go straight down to the hardcores that are going to be queuing up for it and so yeah it, um I'm not really too bothered by it. No, you know, no. And, and I've yeah. only I've only seen two trailers. The first one when it was announced ages ago, um, and then one recently, like this week, um, in which it talks about bringing the epic to a conclusion, the the whole thing, and they were really stressing um, how it was a, a story of a generation, and I'm like. Is that really the no. story of my generation? I don't recognize it as that. I see it as a story. Without no spoilers. I mean, I've been harking on that. Even a reaction to say if you liked it or not is a spoiler in a way. But I suppose if you if you don't want to hear any any reactions to Star Wars, then maybe skip ahead like a few minutes. Um, if you listen to this after the fact, just pause it <laughs> uh, now. But I didn't like it. Uh, I liked Force Awakens. I liked The Last Jedi. I'm probably, you know, in the minority with that because they tried something different. And um, The Force Awakens literally just did a new hope again, which I don't, I didn't mind because it felt refreshing after all that time. And I was hoping the second film wouldn't just echo Empire, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, but the second film tried something different, you know, with the whole like two ships against each other. And I thought, wow, it's really quite cool. It's kind of a military type film. film. Um, this film just like it was just a nostalgia fest all the way through it. You know, characters would step out and no one would go, Hi, I'm back, kind of thing, and then throwing things in there that they should have developed over the, th the three films. Like, my main issue is that it felt like its own film, and these, it, these films would have benefited from one single story, like written out right at the start, and go, This is how we're going to spread it out. You know, like Lord of the Rings is so simple where it's just like. We've got to get this ring to Mordor, but first we've got to get a fellowship. That's you can. That's it, and that's the story for over the three films. 
this is just like random right at the start. They just kind of disregard some of the stuff that happens in the second film, and it feels a bit like retconning. Like, oh god, like we're gonna give what the give what the fans want. And I'm guessing like, a lot of fans love that fan service. For me, I just thought it was so unoriginal, and I was bored like throughout most of it. And I thought it was. I'm so tired of that formula. Like, I'm not gonna go into specifics, but there's a lot of times like in Star Wars to go to a place. And they go, oh god, this isn't the, the stormtroopers have turned up. Let's run away, or they run away on a land speeder, or fly away in a ship, and then they're spiraling through rocks, or they're going through desert and all that. And I was like, and it felt like I'm looking at me watch going, oh god, it feels like watching one of the old James Bond movies because you know, no, none of them are going to die. There's no threat, so I'm just like, uh, musically, soundtrack is amazing. Amazing, like well, so good. Been the case, I know. But it's the best character in Star Wars is the music. Yeah. And it's it's visually stunning. There's some pieces in there where like I was my jaw dropped, but the story and and script it's just it's dull as dishwater for me. I mean, and they just rehash loads of other like points from the other movies, and I was like, all right, yeah. There was like loads of people laughing in the cinema in the cinema I went to, and I was like, oh god, I wouldn't laugh. I was just I was just more into the cringe. I was like. No, don't do that. Don't do that. But I can guess, like a lot of fans, I've, I've read a lot of tweets there last night and this morning, and a lot of fans seem to be into the fan service part of it. Mm. I want something new. I'm like, I'm past all the kind of nostalgia. You know, we talk about like Stranger Things. It's like, was interesting the first time we did Stranger Things. And then there's like three or four series of the same thing, where it's just like, remember the 80s? Yeah, we do. But give us something new. If you strip away the 80s, it's just a monster movie. Star Wars, you've just rehashed the first the, the, the story beats of the first films, and it's just like, uh, and then throw in throw in developments that should have been well would have been way more clever if they were developed through the three films. But if you introduce them in the last film, it's not clever; it's just pointless. So, <laughs> so well, happy I Christmas, Awakens. That was, that yeah, was me good. too. Um, I enjoyed because we saw it in London, uh, Leicester Square. Uh, and they had like people there and dressed up and that kind of thing. And it came out before the film and all that kind of stuff. And everyone that was in the film, they were really, you know, there was cheering and all that kind of thing going on. And it, it worked for that. Definitely. You know, for that time. And then also I quite like the film. I quite liked Ray in that. Yep. In that She's film. Character. I like the character. I liked her kind of um, strong female uh, sort of role that she was playing. She was living alone, scavenging, and all that kind of stuff. And that was cool. I could really get on board with that. It's like the second one, that all just started to die away a little bit. That end of the first one when she went to go and see Luke Skywalker on the, I don't know, an island off. Um, Ireland yeah. or Scotland or wherever it was filmed um, and then that was like alright yeah that's really cool that's dead emotional you know I'm feeling that and the music was mm. epic and you know and then you watch the second one and it starts and you're like alright and then he gets a lightsaber and throws it away and the entire audience laughs and it just <laughs> felt wrong I was I was kind of the opposite with that I thought it was, I didn't expect it. It wasn't predictable. And that for me was like, oh, they're going a different direction here. They're trying something new. 
like um, Luke abandoning abandoning the Force was interesting. I never would have predicted it. So I was like, I don't know where this is heading, and this is a Star Wars movie. Great, because the first one was literally just reintroduce to new or reintroduce like the story, introduce some new characters, and let them go. And the second one, and like I'm not saying the second one's perfect. There's so many issues with the second one, but I kind of like the Luke bit. I like the fact that he's just like you know he's been there for years. He's just bit, he's really bitter with the Force. He's like you know just turned his back on everything he used to believe in, and it's it's his like way of coming back. So when it, it culminates to him like becoming that Force hologram or whatever at the end, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was like a, a great way for him to like uh, his story arc was done. Now that's done. Let's get on the last last film. Let's just like end the main story like arc. And it kind of doesn't do it. Like uh, I saw, and um, I think I was watching Lorraine or something this morning, of all things. And there was someone on there. You know, when you have like an entertainment kind of chat where someone comes on and just gives a few. Oh, and this is happening this week. And this is a well. This woman um, mentioned Star Wars, and, he, and the first thing she says is, um, "You don't need to have seen any of the other Star Wars. You can go in without knowing nothing, and you can watch it." And I was like, "Yeah, that's true." And that's the worst thing. Because you should be going in knowing all of these characters' motivation. But it feels like they all just get reset and they're all just like really basic characters. And I started feeling like, I was like, why is Oscar Isaac in this movie? He's such a good actor and he's just wasted. You know, like, and started thinking things like that. I was like, uh, but I will say, like, I'm glad it's done. I'm glad it's like, I think it, it, it's, it, it's ended as badly for me as Game of Thrones ended. That's the issue. Because like I'll never watch Game of Thrones now because I know where it's headed, so I'll probably only watch the original trilogy of this. Like I'm, I'm not that bothered about the new ones. They kind of they're all over the place. If as a collection, like Force Awakens is probably my favorite one. Last Jedi was okay. This one, just like to give them what the fans what they want. But no one, you shouldn't write for the fans. They didn't do that with the original Star Wars, did they? You know. Uh, no, no, you should like write and then get new fans. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't let them dictate what it is that you're doing. You're That's the it. artist, you're creating, and uh, it's, a, it's a shame with it. Uh, but you I, should I, go, you go watch it. I mean, I'm your own opinion. Oh, I, I, I don't want to judge your opinion. Um, and I was, I, I was kind of going to get annoyed with the, every time I saw a headline or my brother messaged me. Uh, I've got a, like a, a message group with my brothers and i said to him because he was going to see the midnight showing do not tell me anything not even if you like it or not i that's a reaction as a review and he got back and went i oh, loved it it was great let me know what you think and i was like oh and i was like going in with that is like you know you've got a little idea of like oh this might be good and like i don't want to anything and so I've, I've spoiled it by telling you what i think but you know we be different in, in, in views and things like that you know you've just said you like that you, you you didn't like the last jedi as much as me which is interesting that's what it's all about isn't it having a conversation about it rather than a fight <laughs> there was a bit in the last jedi where luke skywalker squeezed oh god that's bad yeah i agree <laughs> it's the look <laughs> why is well, yeah. it called that it's just it's so weird I'd cut that bit out. There was little porgs as well when Chewie's got about to eat one or something. He's just like <laughs> little porgs, like Wah. they do that right, don't they? They, they, they do the cuteness right, like uh, in Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian. That's uh, really cute. That's uh, really good and uh, sort of a good use of that universe. It is, I've yeah. It I've saved it for Christmas. 
I've watched a few episodes and to be honest, I trailed off. I don't know why. I think I think if it, if it was called the Baby Yoda Show, it'll probably do better. <laughs> I don't know what it is because <laughs> every time you see him, you're like, oh, he's so cute. And it's like, all right. And it's, I don't know. There's only a few there's episodes. There's some like fillery kind of areas in the middle and stuff. But it's meant to be good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I might just wait until the last few episodes are all out and then watch them together. Um, the, the Witcher hit Netflix today. So I was going to watch that. That looks quite good. Have you, I don't know if you've played the game or anything. But I know looks, of it. I've not played yeah. it. Yeah. The, the show looks quite decent, to be honest. Henry Cavill, who was Superman, plays um, Gerald, which is, is the main character. He's supposed to be a bit more gruff than he appears to be in that in that show, but I'm going to give it a go. I've heard good things. Um, what else? Then? Have you been up to anything else? I've just wrote Star Wars, politics, and got a cold. Uh, I've also had a cold. Thank you. Yeah, I, still got I, I, I was wondering if I got it from you. Because last time, I, you know, I was there with, with you for a chat, and then at the end of it, you went, oh, yeah, I've been battling this cold for ages. And I was like... <gasps> I'm about... 10 days away from burning this entire house. <laughs> I suppose with you, I suppose with you, as soon as you, um, you think you're going to get rid of it, a kid comes in and sneezes on you. <laughs> I've got a cold, Dad. Oh, just, it's, it's, it's just cold. I mean, one of them, well, they're both actually, they're both coming down with something again. It's just not leaving. Yeah. You know, just go away. <laughs> go away, cold. I'll leave, uh, hopefully, it'll oh, yeah. be away for Christmas. Um, let's get on to the the listening tab. What have you been listening to? Um, Off from well, Radiohead. Oh, um, well, it, it ties into what we wanted to talk about today, which was don't take Christmas music yet because we'll not Christmas music. <laughs> that was, good. That was a good, it's a good segue for the next part, isn't it? I'll talk about that in a bit then. Yeah. Um, um, Adele. <laughs> yeah, you were saying you you mentioned something on I think it was WhatsApp. You sent me a message about Adele last night, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, have you been listening to Adele? Like, what specifically? Just random songs or albums or yeah, just you know random songs and things like that." I just fancied something that was pure, nice singing. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. Yeah, she just fits so well within that. Um, Valtari. Again, I was speaking that. I mean, that was one of my most listened to albums last if year. If you were go- if you were going to suggest a Adele song for the the playlist, the OK, we're on Spotify playlist. What track would you suggest? Um, I'm forced to listen to Hello a lot because that <laughs> daughter quite likes that one. Um, but then I quite like Rolling oh. the Deep. Rolling out. It's a bit more rocky track, isn't it? I quite like that song, um, When We Were Young. Yep. That's a good song. It's quite it's a bit depressing, like, but it's a good song. No, it's like it's really emotional. It reminds me of one of the like, one of those seventies ballads you'd hear. Um yeah, I've been listening to Radiohead as well. They're pretty they're yeah, pretty good. Can't have Check them out. Um, they might come up later. Valtari. Did I listen to Black Star? Oh yeah, you. I think you messaged me after yeah. the last podcast and said it, it actually like it automatically came on or mix. mix yeah, I don't it know. Came on randomly, and I was like, I keep saying I'm going to listen to it, and I've got nothing to do, so why don't I listen to it? And I just sort of stuck it on the first track, Black Star, 
was the one that came out randomly, and it's quite a long track. Yeah. Um, a short kind of album in 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 terms of tracks, but the tracks are quite long. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I was like, listen to the rest of it. So I just sat down. I, then... I love the uh, the last track on it. Uh, I can't give anything away. I mean, the whole thing plays out like it's a message from beyond before he's passed. It's crazy. It's lovely. Such a good album. Um, it is a pity she's a whore. The the um the drums on that. Oh, it's it's I, I think it's one of the best things he ever did, and it was like the last thing he did, which is crazy. So we're gonna have to throw Black Star on that playlist, I think. Yeah, it it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And I, I specifically enjoyed um sit, sitting down and making four because it's only 40 minutes or something, isn't it? 41 minutes. 41 minutes, yeah. I've got that, as well. You know, time, you know, that's a like an episode of like kind of Game of Thrones type <laughs> thing. You know, just sitting down and listening to it was great. See, this is this kind of calls into what we were talking about a football weeks ago with the ages and thing where experience is important because it took him all his life and then he was able to come out with that. You know what I mean? That's not something that you come out with on your, your first attempt. It's only through, you know, you can hear it in his voice. You can hear the experience. You, you can hear that he means these words. And, you know, to live that art and be able to finish with that, it's just, you don't get that, like, as a young artist or someone who's just like, oh, you've got two albums to go, like, and then we're going to finish with you. You've got to gotta get to that point. It's, just, it's such an inspiring release. That It's one of my favourites. I mean, God, one of the notes I put down for this, Podcast, but should we talk about albums of, of the decade? Maybe we, we talk about that in, that in the next one because it's a, it's a bit of a crazy one. And also, you probably need to do some research because we're just be scr- looking through the internet. What came out that year? What came out in 2001? <laughs> I know. still listen to 2001. No, that's 2016. I was just, yeah. I was just thinking was about what came in. Two, I don't know what came out in 2001. I just, off the top of my head, I'm not good with, with dates. 2001 was nearly 19 years ago. Yeah. You know. Isn't that crazy? You you said decade. That's last twenty years. Oh yeah. So yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Two thousand one. Am I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two yeah. two thousand eleven. Sorry. It's <laughs> I'm not so great with numbers. Like you know, I'm sort of one of them areas where I still listen to music that on loop that I listened to when I was in my twenties. Yeah. So like albums from the last ten years, it's like. Mm, you know, what bands have, you know, like Radiohead, what have they released in the last 10 years? <laughs> what have they released in the last 10 years? Um, so, like, new music. I, I find new mu- music to be quite hard to find and get into. I did have a list. I'm going to try and find it. Um, <clears> lists. <throat> lists. Where is it? The right decade. Oh, albums of the decade. And I just wrote down some, like, I don't know if this is random. So 2011, uh, PJ Harvey's Let England Shake came out. Um, that doesn't feel like that long ago, to be honest. Bon Iver's um, Bon Iver album came out. Um, Explosions in the Skies, Take Care, Take Care, Take Care came out, which was the last time I properly took notice of Explosions in the Sky. I don't think I've listened to anything after them. And 2012, the following year, Sega Ross's Valtari came out. Um, and then and Lana Del Rey's born to that. I could you had to go through the whole list, but I couldn't bother. But uh I'll just say like 2017 was good. 
uh, Mogwai's every, every country's son came out. But um, what I was going to say, I've been listening to rock set because a oh, lot. Yeah. Did you know? So it's so weird. In the last podcast, I kind of touched on rock set a little bit because I had the uh, almost unreal vinyl picture <laughs> disc, and then. Yeah, the Mario Brothers one, which is bizarre. I was like talking about that in a kind of a jokey way. But I love that track. And then Marie Friedrichson died. The singer from Roxette died. Uh, did you know this? Yeah, I did. You, you did. I didn't want to like, I was going to message you and say, oh, yeah, but I thought I'd save it for this. Save it for the podcast. Um, and I was absolutely gutted. I was absolutely gutted. It was like its first proper band I fell in love with. Like I listened to them before I listened to like the, the Beatles and things like that. Like um, Tourism, which is this album, uh, was the first album I ever bought with my own money. I'd listened to them before, obviously for years, but when I had some of my, my real money, I went out and bought that. And it was it was because it was the cheapest rock set album I can get. And it was a collection of s- songs. I, I honestly think a lot of like the inspiration from the music I've made, and it sounds like everyone else would be like, oh, that's not cool. But it comes from the chord changes and a lot of rock sets music. Honestly, like um, it's the, the music's like so simple, but all those like minor changes and all the melodies. I always thought of them as like the Swedish Beatles because of those tracks. I just absolutely love them. So I was, I was so gutted when I heard about her. She'd um, I mean, I knew she'd been ill for years. She'd uh, she she's had a brain tumor and it kind of repeats on her years later. And they were told like she wasn't able to um perform anymore. So they brought her last album out, and then she was told you're not allowed to um going on on this tour they had planned so they had to cancel it and then years later this happens it's like it's it was absolutely gotten to me like i think a lot of people are like oh yeah rock set like pop singles and that but like it shows what like some you know artists what they mean to some people like for me it meant so much like it was like proper like a, a bit of a gut punch and i was like oh and I had to get in that mood, a mode of like, okay, celebrate a life rather than a, like a death. You know what I mean? So I sort of listened to the music. Oh, so glad I was around, and this got to me at that age, and blah blah blah. You know what I mean? I don't know, like, uh, what your thoughts on Roxette? Do you ever listen to them when you younger or anything like that? No, no, I, I, I knew of them. I know their name, um, but no. Her voice, it was just like if you ever, if you, I mean. Go through the best of singles. Anyone, you, I'm going to throw Silver Blue on the um, on the podca- podcast um, Spotify playlist. But her voice is just beautiful. It's like so tender. It's just oh, it get it cut through me like a knife when I was a kid. It was like it was such an emotional, kind of romantic sort of voice that was. You know, you can just remember like times, milestones in your life where you hear a song or a piece of music or something, especially when you're a kid. Because you know, you know, when you find it yourself, and I heard this song, and I was like, "Oh, you know, it must have been love." Was one of those songs when I was a kid. I was like, "Oh, this, this is an amazing song. What a beautiful voice!" So, like, and I, I didn't want to like uh, depress the Christmas podcast by talking about that, but uh, I just wanted to get in there because I, I was really important to me, and like, um, and I thought like, it's it's the defleeting nature of like when someone passes away, you know, and then how you perceive it through social media, the trend for about a day or like 20 minutes and they're gone. And I'm like, is that it? Like that happened with David Bowie. It was like a week and then nobody was talking about it. And I was like, this is weird. Nobody talks about it on the main kind of. Yeah. Like that, but there are places where we're talking about David Bowie right now. So 
you know, it, it is. It is weird really. though. It, it's it, it's like you get, it's like the five minutes of fame thing, isn't it? You know, it, it also applies to you, your obituary. Like you get that, and then you're gone, and then some. Cause then someone else will pass away, and then that's the news. And you're like, well, what, what about what about me? Oh, you know, you wouldn't say that obviously because they're, they're dead. But you get. <laughs> I was I just wanted I wanted to throw that in the podcast because yeah, it meant a lot to me. So yeah, um, R.I.P. Uh, Marie. You were amazing. Um, and apart from that, Christmas music, because, oh, God, here we go. This is a Christmas episode, Justin. You've got to be happy about Christmas. Is that a Christmas jumper? No. Or just a jumper? It's a jumper that I'm wearing around the time of Christmas, so, yeah. This is a Christmas jumper. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, from that from film. Jaws, film, yeah. Jaws, you know Jaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Good. Jaws, Jaws Five, the one with Michael Caine. You filthy animal. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm trying to think that you don't actually know where that's from. You don't know where that's from, do you? Home Alone. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Daylight. You're like what? Wrong. <laughs> I could have, I could have said like Uncle Buck, and maybe you get confused because Macaulay Culkin's in that as well, and I'd be like, "Oh, is it?" When you when he comes in, he's got the giant pancake, and <laughs> and the raccoon jumps in the pancake, and he's like, "You filthy animal!" You should have seen the size of the toast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great film. It is. Oh. It's an amazing film. Yeah, and also R.I.P. Um, John Candy. I had to throw that in there. He's just, um, I think John Candy would be a friend of the podcast. I don't know. We, we've probably talked about him enough in our lives that we'd somehow get his presence here. He'd be like a little third guy on here. We maybe should get a little picture of John Candy to put up. But that's is not it, relevant. Uncle Buck isn't a Christmas film, is it? No, it's not. Sadly. But uh, John Candy is in Home Alone. Yeah. And yeah, he's. He's the, he's the, I can't remember what you call him, the poker, polka star of the... Polka, polka. Yeah. He did yeah. that for free, apparently, as well. Like, yeah. uh, the, the, or like or just like a very, like, minimal fee. The guy who delivers pizzas in Home Alone, the movie, you know, the, what, he got paid more than John Candy. He only did, John Candy only did it as a favour for John Hughes. So, what a guy, you know? What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. Um, so Christmas music then, so... You have you have been listening to Christmas music, or you haven't? I have specifically for this talk with you today oh. made an effort mm -hmm. to listen to some Christmas tunes. Right. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put the. So we're we're going from the listening tab to the main talk now. It's a Christmas episode. I don't know what that means. But yeah, go on. What? Why? And do do your kids like the Christmas music that you've been playing, or have you just been listening to it on your own? <laughs> I have been trying to find Christmas music that I like. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't found any. None. None. I only like one Christmas song. Okay, which, which one? Um, just like Christmas by Low. I like that song. It's good. Um, the rest of them. I, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get Christmas songs. I don't get them. Let me present you with 
War is over by a certain John Lennon. The, the like the first activist Christmas song, "War is over." If you want it, mm-hmm. do you not like that song? It's like it's it's Christmassy, and it also gives you a great message. Why is it Christmassy? Because it's got a a jingle bell in it. No, because it starts with "So this is Christmas." So this is Christmas. <laughs> You know that's getting cut out and getting shared everywhere. That little bit we just done. Oh. Yeah, that, uh, all right. Okay, is by John Lennon. He's he's not right. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I, I find it weird that we've got as a society we've got these songs that. If played outside of December, uh, just like it's too early for that, you know. There's no other songs, you know. If I played Radiohead in June, you wouldn't say, "Oh, that, too early for that." Well, but, do you know what? If I if I sang Happy Birthday to you now, would you be like, "What? It's a it's like a, a traditional or a seasonal song that has its place," you know? Yeah. <laughs> This is the seasonal song. I'm not like, oh yeah, no, like that. The the solo in Happy Birthday. Oh god, that you know, it's a beautiful lyrics of Happy Birthday. The Beatles one's good. It's the equivalent of saying hello or thank you, but just in a kind of singy, songy kind of way. I just find Christmas songs weird. Yeah, you've got this time, I, and it's like you can listen to them here. Outside of that, no. Outside of like, I, 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 I get started on Christmas really early, so you know, September. I start thinking oh, I've got to get stuff for people. Yeah, I know, um, because I don't want to do it right. You know, it's buying stuff for people. I don't want. I know, I don't want to do it all in one month because you, you, you got no money. Because I got, no, I'll have no money in December to buy stuff. No, no that's. Right. I mean, well, I, I start right. listening to the music. I I say like, kind of like end of November. I get I get rid of like uh, Halloween and bonfire night, and it's, it's probably just the end of November going into December. We put our tree up on December first every year, or the nearest weekend to that. Um, and then we'll put Christmas music on. We put Christmas music on. We're rapping, watch all the films, and all that stuff. We're still doing it now. I, I love Christmas music. I don't like it all, but I have a list. I have a I have a, I have a Spotify playlist. I don't know what track I can put off here onto our playlist. It's is there any track? I mean, to, do you know what? This is quite interesting. Is there any track that works outside of Christmas that is a Christmas song? Because even War Is Over is it doesn't does it? The moment you mention Christmas, it. Reduces your playing capabilities to one twelfth of the year. Yeah, that's why they don't like releasing Christmas movies because they don't because they'll know like as soon as it's Boxing Day, no one will want to go and see a Christmas movie. So it has a limited lifespan, and that's why they release a Christmas movie in like September. Yeah, and then everyone gets sick of it and not watches it. Like, uh, and then like people think Die Hard. I'm, I'm not going to go into that argument, but. People, you know, out, outside of here, people think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, okay. 
I'm not going to say it is or isn't, uh, although I do watch it on Christmas Eve. And Gremlins, both of those films were like released in the summer when they were actually released. And really? I go, yeah, yeah. So I was watching like um, uh, a behind the scenes thing of Gremlins the other day. And the, there was a, the kid who was at the start who sells the dad, the Mogwai, was talking to the director, Joe Dante, and said, oh, I love this. This is a Christmas movie. And Joe Dante was saying, no, it's not. Because it's going to get released in summer. We can't release a film at Christmas because it'll just go. It'll just end and no one will see it. So they release it in the summer. And then over time, people see Christmas trees and stuff like that and go, oh, it's a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? And then some we just add that weight. But you, the plan was you can watch Gremlins or Die Hard any time of the year, <laughs> which you can. You can watch Die Hard any time of the year. Yeah, 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 totally. But now there's like this weird thing that's happened in pop culture where they're like, oh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. You can only watch it Christmas. I do only watch it at Christmas, to be honest, because, I don't know, it's become a tradition. But I think you can go and watch it any time of the year. It, it's like, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's become one of those nerdy, like, Han Solo, Shock Greedo first things and Star Wars. And it's like, it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, just say, yo, ho, ho. What's he saying? Oh, I have a machine gun now. Yeah, yeah, ho ho ho. Yeah. Um, or is it? I don't know which way it is. Is it ho ho ho? Now I have a machine gun. Or now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho. It's one of them. I'm going to have to watch it. I'm going to have to watch it. Okay. Um, you can yeah, get the jump. And then this Batman Returns. That's a, a yep. Christmas film as well. It's a Christmas film. Same with Trading Places. It's at Christmas. But no one really talks about these as much. I had a list actually. Where's my list? I mean, are you the same with like Christmas films as as well as uh, Christmas songs? Like, do you, you kind of not like them? Well, I don't like things like Elf and. You don't like Elf? Oh man, Santa Claus and. No. You don't like Elf? I wasn't really a big fan of Will Ferrell until I saw Elf. The first half of that movie, he's hilarious in it. Like. I love it. I love the fact that he, he goes past the coffee shop that says "World's Best Coffee" and he runs and he goes, "You did it, guys!" <laughs> Just no, that is funny. That's really. I love like the the, the honesty and the earnestness of him. He's just he's a lovely character, and I thought, oh, this is such a nice gentle character. I think it loses his way halfway through, um, but it, it, he's funny in it. It's a nice heartwarming film. He's he's hilarious in it. Like, give it another go if you've only seen it once or something. Yeah, um, I'm a bit of a Grinch at the moment. So, uh, the what about, about the snowman? With we're walking in the air. I'm walking in the air. The only good bit of snowman is the bit where he melts. Well, the bit when he melts, <laughs> but the introduction by Bowie. Oh yes, I think that was it's added after the fact. You know, I think there's a different one. It's fucking remember. amazing. Though. It's so good, isn't it? I always want to kind of re-edit it and like do something. He introduces something else. You know. <laughs> Something really like he shouldn't be introducing some really bad film. Yeah, well, it's just weird, and I love the way he talks and, and what he talks about. So, if you've never seen that, oh, check that out. Yeah, I had to YouTube that one because I don't think they showed that bit on TV. No, not anymore. They don't. No, I don't know why. It's a bit sad, I suppose. Um, yeah, I, I love the song as well. Walking in the air. The one in the film isn't the one that was released as a single. Um, because uh, what? Who's released a single? Uh, Daniel, where is it? Walking in the air. Alan Jones. Alan Jones. Yeah. Uh, the guy, the lad, the boy who'd sang the one in the film, uh, went through puberty. I think. 
So when he went to record it, his voice had dropped or whatever. And so Alan Jones is a step in and do that uh, version. So yeah, oh. you'll notice that, yeah. Um, I'd love to look, play that on the piano. It's such a, it feels like a nice song to be able to play just on the piano. But you'd only play it once a year. Yeah, not like the melody, but it's, it's such a grand piece of music. Um, also, we're kind of going from animators, like uh, music and animated films, the Frog Chorus song, We All Stand Together. Do you know yeah. that? No one talks about that. I, I tweeted out earlier saying, I'm I'm standing behind this. I really love the Frog, the Frog Chorus song. I think it's great. Yeah, it's, it's a great. really good piece of music, but no one talks about it. And I didn't know if people regard it as a Christmas song, but apparently they do. I thought it was just me, but it was released as a Christmas single. So that's good. Um, so you like that? You like the Snowman song? You like I, I, War is I Over? Like them, but no, I don't like them that much. I wouldn't no, stick them on. But you, you wouldn't stick them on this time of year. You wouldn't no. show your kids the Snowman song. I'll show them the snowman. Well, I, I have done, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think the snowman song, it, it, I think nostalgia and connections to it are built through it being part of the snowman, the cartoon. Yeah. I think as a standalone, if it was just released as a single at some point without the snowman bits, you probably wouldn't care about it. Yeah, you do need that visual aid, I suppose. It's not a Christmas song either. <laughs> it's got a snowman in it, and they go and they go into visit like um, Santa. Yeah, yeah, but the song isn't Christmas. I'm walking in the air. Oh, what are the lyrics? I'm getting the lyrics up. All right, here we go. Uh, walking in the air. Oh, this is Christmas. <laughs> That's what I'm expecting. That's what I'm expecting. <laughs> What do I want for Christmas this year? Okay, so uh, I, I won't share it, but we're walking in the air. We're floating in the moonlit sky. The people far below are sleeping as we fly. I'm holding very tight. I'm riding in the midnight blue. I'm finding I can fly so high with you. On across the world, the villages go by like dreams. The rivers, are, the lyrics are lovely, aren't they? But you're right, though. The, there's no mention of Christmas. That's. I mean, that's the equivalent. That it's winter. Like... It's a winter song. It's a winter song. Yeah, yeah we're swimming in the frozen sky. Which is lovely, to be honest. Really nice. It sounds a little bit like um, is whoever wrote it is talking about I don't know, taking LSD and mushrooms, or uh, a whole new, like a winter version of a whole, of a new, whole new world. world. Only because, yeah, only because you're thinking about like him flying, like as if the snowman is his magical uh, carpet. <laughs> He's like oh, sitting yeah. on him, showing the little boy the world and saying, yeah. "I can show you the world." It's a bit like in Superman, where Superman and Lewis Lane are flying through the uh, with that John Williams music. Yeah, it's about this time of year. I always say this. I always think about this. I want to see a new version of the Snowman, but at the end, where the boy melts and the Snowman's like what? And then the family basically adopt the Snowman and then say he's got to adjust to the human world. And I want to see the hijinks the Snowman gets up to in the real world. You know, you go to school. Does the think... Snowman? Um, when he's flying, well, a flying <laughs> snowman for a start. What the hell? Oh, it, yeah, it's not realistic. That's not realistic. Not. But when he's flying, does he hold hands like um, hands? Like, um, <laughs> has he got hands? I don't know. 
No, he won't have hands. He'll have I think hands. it's just like, it's not even a fist. It's like a, a, a round thing. He might have a thumb that comes out. I don't know what he's holding on to. It's like... Yeah, true. Yeah, it's like, how how solid must that snowman be for him to hold on through the air? I well, mean, also the boy, in order to have the strength to, yeah. you know, stick well, his arm out. To be honest, he sh the boy should be riding it. Riding the snowman like... Um, what was his name? Falcor in... Oh, we're a never-ending story. Go after the bullies. Going away in New York or whatever it is. Maybe it's the boy who's flying and the snowman's going around for the ride. Maybe we've just misinterpreted. Maybe the boy is the boy who could fly. Have you seen that? He's tripping balls. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, the next day he's like, oh, mum, the snowman came alive and took me to this magical place. Yeah, sure, kid. Lock him up. <laughs> To get him for Christmas, nothing. Sure. I've never seen the other films. The um, there's the Santa Claus, but I don't know if you hear that craziness outside now. Hopefully, it's blocked off. Um, the other Santa Claus one and the dog, Snowman and a Snow Dog, that came out a few years. I've never seen those ones. I just it's the original I always go for. Um, uh, we'll go for films and songs again then. So, okay, what about, like, All I Want for Christmas is You? It's the most streamed song on Spotify, apparently. I heard that this morning. It's, it's a good song. I think it's probably the best yeah. of the it's Christmas. modern as well, yeah. Um, what year was that? Let's have a look. Oh, that's got to be early. 2000. Yeah, it's, yeah, but I was thinking it's not a, like an 80s song. Christmas is you. What date? Um, I have a wiki. Wiki probably be easier. Uh, wrote nineteen ninety four. Wow, I think that was that long ago. That was twelve years old. Wow, that was easier then. Um, but one thing I do want to get onto is the Band Aid singles, right? And I want to still have a look through the wiki. Here's something I didn't know. Like, I didn't know the, the Band-Aid single has been released four times now. I thought it was three. I didn't. Re I don't remember the last time at all. Um, I'm going to put this on the thingy. Share the screen. Chrome tab. Um, Band-Aid. Not walking in the air lyrics. Um, so, if, if you're not aware, if anyone watching, what the Band-Aid single was, because it was massive in in the UK. I don't know if it was big in the US because it was like mainly British artists. Band-Aid was a charity supergroup featuring many uh, mainly British and Irish musicians and recording artists. It was founded in 1984 by Bob Geldof and Midjor to raise money for anti-famine efforts in Ethiopia by releasing the song Do They Know It's Christmas for the Christmas market that year. On 25th of November 1984, the song was recorded at Sam, Sam West uh, Studios in Notting Hill, London and was released in the UK on Monday the 3rd of December. The single to pass the hopes the producers are to become the Christmas number one of on that release. Uh, three subsequent re-recordings of the song. That's what it when I was originally read this, it was like three of the song raised to uh sorry, of the song to raise further money for charity also topped the charts. First the Band-Aid 2 version in 1989, and the Band-Aid 20 version in 2004, and finally Band-Aid 30 version in 2014. The original was produced by Major, the 12-inch was by Trevor Horn. Now, we all know this one, and I should be able to get a pitch. Oh, actually, you know what? We're even better than this. I've got 
Um, how do I stop this? I've got this, the actual original single on 7-inch. It's quite cool. It's a bit Sergeant Peppery back on it because he's got all the people on it and all the names and stuff, which it's is quite cool. red color as well. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. They, they nick that. I mean, I don't think they're getting any royalties um, or anything like that. But you know what? The original is amazing, like, with all the people on it. And I, I listened to all of the, the all versions of it before this podcast, and I was thinking, I re well, before I listened to them, I was thinking, oh, I only like the original one. And then you're like, well, they kind of reflect the musical landscape that you know it's being recorded now so not they're not all gonna be for you but you kind of like respect that it does that you know what i mean so the first one had uh, i don't know let me guess um really i only I, I don't know i mean you know I anything about, i thought you'd know this for some reason george michael george michael oh this is this is like a a, a band-aid bingo <laughs> this is band-aid bingo right okay so george michael does appear on it Okay. Um, Wait a minute. Where where is he on this list? Oh man, these are going to be eighties musicians. Why is he? Seventies on. Boy George. Yes, Boy George is there. Um. When did it come out? Nineteen eighty four. I was two years old. Um. Bowie? Uh, do you know what? I don't think Bowie... I don't know if Bowie was in there. Oh, additional spoken messages on the B-side. Do you know what? I don't even remember the uh, B-side. I've got it on here. Yeah, should play oh, at some point. Bowie's on it. Bowie's on the B-side. Bowie's on the B-side. Bowie's on the B-side. Couldn't get on the A. Could not get on the A. Um... I don't know. Any other... Do you, want a, do you want a picture so we may be able to point some people out? Was McCartney on it? Um, on the original? Yeah. Why? I don't think he was on the original. I can't see him being on it, but... Yeah, I don't think he was, you know. It was like a kind of wings sort of time. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get a picture up and see if you can name some of the people on it. Uh, share screen, Chrome tab. Is it this one? That one? That one. No, not that one. Forget that one. That's the next one. Is this one? Oh, main. Okay. Main band. Where are you? There we go. You see that? Let's see if we can. Uh, bit of it. Dying. Eh? <laughs> is it ever? Is that been able to increase it? That increase it? Yeah, if it did. Increased it then, yeah. Oh, good. Um. I can name them all because I've got the uh, the thing, so we can go through it. So, okay, is this? Uh, I, uh, what? Some people I don't know, to be honest, but you should know this guy Who here. People you should know Who? this guy. Oh, can you not see my cursor? I'm guessing. I can't see your cursor. Uh, can you see? Can you see my cursor now? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. So, who's this guy? That's Phil Collins, isn't that it? That is Phil Collins. Um, I don't. Some of these guys I don't know. So you should know this guy. Um, he's he's the orchestrator, really. Where's where's your cursor? All right, yeah. Major. No. The other guy. 
Give me your money. Bob oh, Geldof. Um, Geldof. Geldof, right. Okay, let's see who else. Uh, oh, seven. All right, this guy. Um, where are you? Um, you might not, I don't know how good you are on things like this, so... Because it's like 80s might not I, be. I you. know his name, but I can't think of what it is. Uh, uh, who's that? Rick Roll. Where? Oh, yeah. Where is he? Is he on there? I don't think he's. I think he might be on the other one. I don't think he was on this one. Is there? Is he, is he not? I don't know. Um, Guy with the baseball cap. This one? Next. Yeah. Um, hmm. Guy with the baseball cap. Guy to his left. That guy? That's my jaw there. No, that's, that's his right, that, his left. This, oh, this one. Yes, that's um, um from what? That's what's his name? Uh, Kemp, Gary Kemp. Uh, yes. from. Not Gary. Is it Gary Kemp? One of the Kemp's from Spando Bali. Is that status? And there's Tony Hadley from there as well. Status quo. That guy's from status quo. This sting. That's terrible. This uh, one of the guys' status quo there is. Oh yeah, you know this guy. Well, that's Rossi. Yeah, from status quo there. Yeah. Um, what guy? This guy. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> that's Paul Weller. That's Weller. Paul Weller. Well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that looks like Tom Hanks. I don't know who that is. I'm trying to think. Oh, there's so George Michael. It's Tom Martin Ware. Oh, Martin Ware. Jesus Christ, it's Martin Ware. Um, this guy. Where are you? By Paul Weller. You by? I've lost you. All right. It might have. Oh, there you are. Yeah, right. the guy right next to Paul Weller, on the uh, on the left oh, of him. That's a terrible photo. Yeah, it's um, it's Bono. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll give you the full list. I, uh, so, you got Robert Cool Bell from Cool and the Gang, Bono from U2, uh, Pete Brick Brickett from the Boontown Rats, Adam Clayton from U2 as well, Phil Collins from Genesis, Chris Cross from Ultravox, Simon Crow from the Boontown Rats. Uh, do you know what? I'm not going to go for them all because it's like loads. But anyway, we'll go on to the, the next. from the 80s. Uh... People from the, it's from the early 80s. Then there was a second one, which I'll get this, this little picture. I can next picture up, shall I? <clears throat> Stop screen, screen, screen. Um, was it this one? Okay. I don't know if you can see that one. I couldn't get a better picture. Sorry. Like, this is terrible. But uh, so this is Band Aid 2. This version, released in 1989, was produced by uh, a British songwriting and production team. Formed by you know you know Stock Eight and Waterman, they did all the night the eighties stuff with like uh, Kylie and all those people, yeah. and, and Rick uh, Astley. The uh, the only artists from the original Band Aid to be featured again on this version with Sarah Dillon and Karen Wood were Wood Wood I can't say Woodward of uh, Banana Armor. That's interesting. I don't know no Bono on this one. This version topped the UK singles charts for three weeks, but ultimately achieved far less historical significance and status from its predecessor. I think if you listen to it, it's the production. It's got that like that eighties production of you know the. It sounds like a Rick Astley or um, a Kylie Minogue track, you know, with those songs, and it's just like it just didn't age well. 
Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you can name anyone there. Is that Jason Donovan? Um, where? Center. center. I think that guy. Yeah. Probably. It's just the lighting's really weird. Look at his mouth. He's got that golden eye face. <laughs> Is that Sonia? Sonia, right there, yeah. What? She's, what she's from think? Liverpool. Yeah, she's from Liverpool. Who's this? Who do you think this is? Look. That's Sir Cliff Richard. Sir Cliff Richard, yeah. Sir. Sir Cliff Richard. I think that's Lisa Stanfield, maybe. And one of the guys from Bross. Wow. Okay, I'll tell you some of the other names. Uh, Banana Armor, Big Fun, Bross, Cappy Dennis, D-Mob, Jason Donovan, Kevin Godley, Glenn Goldsmith, Kaimano, the Pasadenas, Chris Rea, Cliff Richard, Jimmy Somerville, Sonia, Lisa Stanfield, Technotronic, and Wet Wet Wet. Wow. Brilliant. I know. Uh, so we're going to move on to the, the next one. <laughs> <laughs> this is quality podcast and this for anyone <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> just go Wikipedia up and have a look at the, just just go through the uh, the I'll, I'll, I'll quickly go through this one. I'm not going to get get you to uh, guess. I'm not even going to show pictures on this one. Oh me, I'll show pictures just to anyone watching, but I don't want it. Don't describe it or anything like that. Um, it's this band eight two thousand four, right? So this is the one I re fondly remember. Um, oh, what more people? This is the one with um, with Tom York and Johnny Greenwood appeared. Yeah. I actually liked this one. I thought it was pretty cool. It was like the last kind of oh, band. I did. I bought it. I mean, for, obviously for the charity as well, and you know, but I was obviously we're both big. Radiohead fans and all that stuff, but I thought that the collection of people on it were all right. It was a, a good version. It was way better than that that later bit, the latter version. No, it's not going to touch the original, but I thought the whole Radiohead bit at the end um, was the little funky bit. I thought that was really cool. It was. It was. I listened to it before, you know, and I thought oh, this is actually all right. It's like I'm gonna yeah. have to listen to it again. I mean, it's got Chris Martin at the start it's singing that line, the, the the first line, and Bono's back. They wheel Bono back in to do his, uh, thank God it's not them instead of us, and all that. And Paul McCartney's even there on bass guitar. Um, Tom York's there. Uh, he's all right, and it just kind of reminds you, oh, God, there was like bands out about uh, in 2004 um, compared to the other one, which I completely forgot about. If I just get this up. Which is the one with the, is it Dizzy Rascal or Tiny yeah, Temper? That Does was a Dizzy Rascal. That, yeah, the rap is a bit weird. But it's, it's as I was saying before, it showcases what was going on at, the, at that time. It gets like the best talent at the time or, you know, in the mainstream. And I thought, you know, it, that's not a good bit for me to listen to. But for other people, it's like, oh, it's good. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not my choice. Uh, this one. Was in two thousand and fourteen. I don't remember this. This one completely passed me over. I don't. Need, do you remember this one? No. I mean, they, to be honest, uh, I don't have my finger on the pulse when it comes to the uh, release of "Do They Know It's Christmas." It's, it's for charity, Justin. You should. You should. Uh, you should know note it a little bit. Right. So Band Aid 30 was the 2014 incarnation of the charity supergroup Band Aid, announced by Bob Gelder from Major. It, the aim was to aid 2014's Ebola outbreak victims in Western Africa and preventing its spread. So in this one, you've got Bono's back seal? again. Seal is in there, yeah. Um, Middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Bob. Top. Yeah. Next to Bob. Yeah, there's Bob. Um, you've also got, I think, Chris Martin. Where is he? 
um, to the to the left, to the left. Um, oh, there's Ed, Ed Sheeran. Right. Oh yeah, there he is. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran there. There's Bono, Midjour, uh, Sinead O'Connor, uh, One Direction. So this is definitely a product of the time because they don't exist anymore, do they? Um, um, what's his name? Thingy from Queen. Uh, I know it's what happens when you're on a podcast, you forget everything. But this has got like YouTubers in there. I'm sure he's a YouTuber. Uh, I think that's like Zoe Zoella, I think. She's a YouTuber, but like not known for music, just known for being popular. So they got like YouTubers' presence on there to kind of up the profile of the song. Uh, Garby from Elbow. But yeah, it's I listened to it before and. Uh, musically, you know, apart from that, it's great for charity. It, it it isn't good compared to the other one. It's like less bandy, you know. It's just like very just vocals um, compared to the last one, which had some interesting uh, moments of like uh, instrumentation, especially with like Tom York on the piano and John Greenwood. I like the kind of uh, the darkness played on the other one as well, and there's their playing compared to like Johnny Greenwood's playing was just interesting to put all that in one mix. This is very much by the numbers. It, it sounded like to me, and uh, Bono changed his line. He doesn't say "Thank God it's them, uh, not us." He says something else now. Because I suppose it's for a different cause, isn't it? So it doesn't make any sense to say it about a bowl of victims, maybe. Um, but yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was all the band aids. Wow. What, so what do you, <laughs> do you like the song? The song's a good song. Um, do you? Uh, yeah, that one. No, you're not a fan. No, I, I'm not a fan. Of, I mean, I'm a fan of charity. I think charity is good. Yeah. I think raising awareness. I think it's cheesy in some ways. I think Band-Aid was quite a good idea. Yeah. Um, you know, creating, I think you're able to touch on a lot more people and, and get a lot more people interested in um, what it is you're talking about by doing something like that. Um, whether it'd work these days, uh, I'm not too sure. But mm. but no, uh, it, it, it's a novelty song. What's well, it like? A lot of Christmas songs are novelty songs, just for like it's the Christmas period. Everyone starts getting off early for work and then during times the family, and it's the perfect time to hit them with like a novelty song, and a lot of them for charity as well, which is pretty decent. Like um. Uh, we'll, we'll show another screen of uh, the Christmas songs that are out this year. I don't know if you're aware of every uh, any songs that are out this year. I wasn't, I've got to say. No. It wasn't on my list. Um, but it's an interesting thing to look at. Oh, no. What am I doing? Uh, the contenders. Right. So these are the contenders for this year's Christmas number one. And apparently... Um, it's already been counted and it's announced tonight at 4 p.m. This uh, podcast goes out on 20th of December. So 4 p.m. this winner will be announced. Um, so <laughs> last year, apparently, this group won, um, which is just like normal people. They're not like uh, normal recording stars. He just made a pun song and, and did it for the uh, did it for charity. I think it was for uh, food banks, the end of the Trust of Trust. And they did... A, a play on um, we built this city on sausage rolls. Mm -hmm. So this year they're doing I love sausage rolls. Um, again, it's a charity song, so I don't want to knock it at all for the charity. It's amazing, like they're doing that, and what a great charity to do it, especially now. Um, 
but <laughs> they're dressed up as sausage rolls. <laughs> <laughs> well, they love them. I like the fact that there's like there's a spare one on the back. There's like just oh, there's a big spare sausage roll there, it's like a sleeping bag sausage roll. It's like like last year. Oh, they should have partnered with a Greg's or something like that. You know, I maybe mean, maybe they did. But I had a little listen, and um, it's as you'd expect it. It'll sound, you know, but good on them. For, you know, it's rolls. Yeah, it, it literally is that. Yeah. It's literally the whole thing. Just replace <laughs> rock and roll sausage roll. And can you think of anything else like um, any of a sausage roll rock and roll pun song? There's about a million. I. Uh, Pick any rock and roll Chuck Berry. Yeah. Oh God! Like... Oh, it's only sausage rolls, but I like it. Also, like that from Rolling Stones. <laughs> you know, it's it, it, it's endless, isn't it? Um, but good on them. It just show you though. Like, I wonder how many singles you've got to sell now to get number one. If like anybody can kind of do it, like normal people can get up and you know put a song out. Uh, I don't know. Um, the last one I remember is um, Rage Against the Machine. Oh yeah, if you yeah. Hear. Getting that. did that actually get to number one? Yeah, did it? And that was trying to beat a X Factor type. Yeah, and we'll, I've got it on another screen. I'll show you. I've got a screen with all of the Christmas number ones, um, and it just hits a period where it's just like loads of X Factor songs. Um, the other contender is Lewis Capaldi. Do you know this song before you go? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's weird because he did a video where he was like working in Greg's. I'm like, huh, they should have done something with that, you know? <laughs> they should have done like a... Okay, <laughs> Carl Harvey just appears. <laughs> Maybe that's him in the back. It's like, um, what's yeah. that, that film like you like, Frank? Maybe it's him in that, and they just... <laughs> he bursts out and... That's the end. <laughs> it was me all along. Uh, so he, it's, a, it, it's not a Christmas song. It's just a normal song. Um, I think Wham! also is... Um, Last Christmas has come out again. Tones and I celebrate Dance Monkey's huge number one. I don't know what that is. Do um, they? Uh, not do they? Bloody hell, like all that stuck in my head now. Um, Mariah Carey's um, a, All I Want for Christmas is You. That's Christmas. Um, no, it's number one in America. Oh, is it? That's and amazing. Like, that has never been number one in America wow. until this year. It's, I wonder if it's because of the counting streaming. Um, yeah. Towards the air, which makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's mental. I mean, like, I thought that's one of the biggest songs, um, especially this time of year, and that's the first time it's reached yeah, that. Is. First time. I can imagine it doing it every Christmas. Now you're going to see, like, you know, the, that, that kind of thing reaching the top of the charts each each year because it's, it's based on listening habits rather than spending habits. It's very interesting. Um, this this one is a stay another day. You remember that uh, E seventeen song? Yeah. But it's a choir singing it, and one of the original guys from E seventeen is with them. Like he's playing the playing the song on a piano. I think it was the writer of that song. I think that's obviously for a charity as well. Do you know much about E seventeen? By the way, because I was reading about it before beforehand. Yeah, they were a boy band around the time of Take That. Well. Weirdly enough, I'll just stop this a minute. I read up and I didn't know about this. This is crazy. Brian Harvey, the singer from um, E17, 
I, he, he's been through a lot of like mental health issues, I think. Like, I think he's tried to like hit himself a few times in the last in the past. But one thing, he ran over himself. How was that even possible? That's and he's not, he's not dead. He is. Brian Harvey's not dead. I'm pretty sure he is. He's not dead. Brian Harvey. We're going to confirm it now. Yep. He's not dead. What are you seeing dead? He's born. He, there's no no death. He's 45. Oh. Yeah, he's alive. Right. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. It's a miracle. Well, he's dead in here. <laughs> well, apparently, he ran like it's a. It makes the story a little, a little bit funnier. Now he's not dead, but uh, he gouged himself on baked potatoes, and was feeling like oh, I've eaten too many potatoes. So he opened his door to be sick and fell out <laughs> in front of his car or behind his car. That is the story. Do you think something else happened? Yes. You don't... What? I'm gonna Why would it. you give that story? Why would you, like, just tell me it was the baked potatoes? All right, you, yeah. Oh, okay, it was the baked potatoes. You think it was... All right, okay, I'm not going to say what you think, what what Justin's alluding to. I'm, myself, I believe Brian Harvey's uh, baked potatoes story. I don't, I'm not sure what Justin believes there. But uh, I just thought it was, like, uh, it's a crazy story. From a crazy band. Um, get back to the official thingy again. Um, where are we? Oh, no, I think uh, okay, what else we've got? Oh, no, that's the last one. But I want to go over the um, number ones, because I think it'll be surprising. Can you name the last Christmas number one before I bring the street, uh, this screen up? No. Um, no. Well, the last Christmas, last year's. Yeah, um, I just, sausage roll one. Uh, oh, because I've just said that before. Can you name one before that? Um, no. Uh, what do they call it? Someone, yeah. Rage against the machine. Rage against the machine. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, the first listed number one was for Christmas was "Here in My Heart" by Al Martino. There's going to be a bunch of here. I don't know. Well, Moon River's there. It's a good song. Loads of Beatles ones. Christmas ones. I want to hold your hand. I feel fine. And day tripper. We can work it out. Lots of Beatles ones for Christmas ones, aren't they? Benny Hill. Any the fastest milkman in the West. Do you know that song? I know it. Yeah, you should. You should watch it afterwards. It's um, it's interesting. Um, I really like. Oh, where is it? I've just seen it. The Flying Pickets. Only you. That's a really good song. Um, it's a cover of um, Yazoo's um, Only You track, but it's done in a kind of uh, just a cappella, kind of almost like barbershop quartet style. Um, I think one of the main guys was from Liverpool as well. I think it was done to support the the Dockers. I'm not quite sure. I'm going to seem to remember that, but it's beautiful the way they did that. And then a year later, do they know it's Christmas? See, this is where it kind of kicks off with like novelty Christmas songs after that because they thought, wow, there's there's money in this. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Chick Stevens. Really do you want to try and get on this list next year? Well, apparently, if you put Christmas in the title, it's it'll do better, according to uh, this list. So maybe let's. I've, I've been able to do it, it next year. I still One want to year. do a version of the Snowman song, but him melt uh, the boy melting. 
don't know if that's like a song for everyone. Um, Saviour's Day. I, do you know what? I like Cliff Richard's Christmas songs. Um, I, they're immensely religious and all that stuff, but they just sound good. And I kind of miss Cliff Richard the Christmas, you know, just wheeling out Cliff Richard with a new song. I don't know. It's, it's I am. I'm nostalgic and I shouldn't be, but it's like Christmas is like the one time where Miss Cynical Barriers come down or whatever, apart from stars. But um, yeah, it's it's the one time you're allowed to be traditional and it's, it's you can get away with this stuff. Uh, Winnie Houston's, I will always like, yeah, there you go. I bet you like that one, Mr. Blobby's. I, I like the fact it was like, right, okay, Mr. Blobby, we've got to come up with a song for you. What are we going to call it? Mr. Blobby. <laughs> Do you remember how that went? Yeah, one, two, three. God. Smashing it. Yeah, they did really well. Yeah. Supercom 1's a good song. Tickling them being closed. <laughs> Goodness me, this, this is doing nothing for your reputation. As... <laughs> Hey, uh, do you know what I always say? Like, I think people try and be too cool with their musical influences and what they've liked in the past. And I think you should just admit you can like pop music. That's what it's supposed to be for. It's supposed to be catchy. It's supposed to be of the time, you know? Yeah, in the past, but you still listen to this stuff. I don't. Not you all just of it. said two become one as if, like, you'd listen. It's a good. I know. I know the melody. I know the melody. You could probably sing the rest of it. You could probably sing "Too Much" and "Goodbye." You probably know those songs. You probably know "Can We Fix It" by Bob the Builder. Probably more than anyone, to be honest. Um, I don't know. Is, like, is Bob the Builder still a, a big kids thing, or was that? I don't know. Watch? Are you kids watch anything like that? Because no, I think no. Paw Patrol has probably taken over that mantle. Um, yeah, where's their Christmas album? Oh, the yeah. Why isn't there a Paw Patrol song? I don't know what it'd be. Yeah, Lad Baby. There you go. Perfect by Ed Sheeran beforehand. I don't know Rockabye. I don't know A Bridge Review. I just kind of dropped out of the charts. There's a another version of EA Heavy. Oh, okay. I think that was from Liverpool, wasn't it? Um, Talking we... about that, my kids are going to be home in... Right. A second. Yeah. Stop sharing. Um, well, we'll kind of move on then. Is there any more you want to say about Christmas? This is supposed to be the big joyous episode, and you're just like, I hate Christmas music. Grr. No, I'm the fun Grinch. The in fun which Grinch. Going to warm my heart, my cockles, and bring fairy tale of New York. Do you like that song? Because that's uh, kind of no. that, that hardly gets played on radio now because they've they've got some um, lyrics in there that aren't say uh, very peaceful. non Christmassy lyrics. Yeah. Yet they're always playing it in Tesco around the corner. Yeah. Well, Tesco don't care. They, they honestly, they have an agenda with its stuff. So. <laughs> Next time you're in Tesco, just like, oof, I think about what, what they think of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm only joking. That's a joke. Um, okay. We're going to move on then. We're going to move on to our Easy Rider. Easy Rider. Easy Rider. This could be the last Easy Rider of the year if we don't get another podcast in. I don't think we will. So I think because of. The next podcast is probably going to be the first week of the new year. So, if you don't know, Easy Rider is where I put it to Justin, um, a rider um, that was asked by an artist or band to a gig producer. It's like, what? I want this behind uh, backstage, like five packets of crisps and a doll. And Justin's got to guess who it is. And I give him about a million clues until he gets it. 
This person, for their 2011 performance at the O2, reported on by the Daily Mirror, suggests the star was trying to get in a very British frame of mind. The star asked for a fish and chip supper and a photo of Princess Diana. They also requested McDonald's cheeseburgers without the buns, 100 figs and prunes, and toothpaste. Oh, for goodness. So, so they're not British. I like, it, I like it. He's listening. He's listening in. Okay. They're uh, in. American. Yes. And they are playing in... It's not Kanye West again, is it? No. Right. So a little bit before Kanye West's time. Still in our time, but like Kanye West is way modern. This is like, I'd say, late 90s to mid-2000s. For this person, it's still going now. Yeah, but not as big. But you, you don't really hear about them that much. But they were big then. So it's not like Jay Z or something. No. Like I don't like this. Just like ask questions. Is it a boy or a girl? It is a girl. A girl. Female. Female. Nine late nineties, two thousands. So turn of millennium. Mm-hmm. Wanted to get from America. Um big. Massive, massive star. It's not Madonna again. No. One of the people, you know, one of these people always come out and they get compared to Madonna. Oh. So it's going to be someone like Beyonce and that kind of. You look as I like. I like the way you say it, and then look at me for a reaction. Britney Spears. Yes, that's a good one. That's good. Hey, you got. You're getting. Real, I think you're getting better at asking the questions. I've, um, which is, which brings me to like, um, I've got a playlist with all of the Easy Riders on because. What a playlist that's going to be. I'm just going to put it back to. Okay, we're on there. There we go. Because um, I want to share that actually. So if I go to. Um, okay, we're on podcast. So we're going to play out now. Um, uh, I want to show people this. Share screen. Okay, we're on podcast. Right. So over the last, oh God, a month or so, I have just been compiling all of our podcasts into little clips and yeah as you can see there's quite a lot of them um it's took me a long time and you can see also that i started off with the best intentions to make like awesome little thumbnails for them and then i was like this is going to take me forever so i've just been uploading them and maybe i'll go back because there's so many i've got up to episode 10 i'm on 10 and uh, I'm going to put this link in the chat because I think <coughs> if you're watching this, please subscribe to this channel I'm going to put in if you like this podcast. How many videos are now? Can you count that many? Can you count them? One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's about I think there's about 90 or wow. something like that. Something stupid like that. There's still some behind the scenes. I haven't um, let go yet because I've got to do all the titles and things like that. It's interesting because um, we did this one on uh, Madonna, uh, Billie Eilish and Madonna. I always pick something that we kind of mention in the video. Remember, look at this. Uh, and we just generally talk about, um, you know, how the industry treats someone who's really young, Billie Eilish, and then how someone treats, how they treat someone old, older, like uh, Madonna. 
And then we got this comment. And I don't know how to, if you're watching this, or you made this comment, please let me know. But I was just like, oh, this totally missed the point. And I was like, I don't, I need to reply to this, but I don't know how to say it. And this person says, Madonna was great at the business part of the music business, but was never any good of the music part. Billy is great at making music, but admittedly hates business at the end of the business part of it. By the age of 16, Billy had already written and released at least a dozen songs better than anything Madonna ever dreamed of writing. We don't talk about like if they're any good. We talk about how the industry like defines them by their age. So it's like this and I this person's definitely passionate about like what they think about the artist, but like we weren't talking about that. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I wanna I wanna answer it in a, in a good way, but like that wasn't what we were talking about because I, I can appreciate both artists, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they, they both have the place. And the more I hear from Billy Eilish, the more I think, well, it's pretty cool. It's I think for us, it's more about, you know, getting out there and releasing music and being yeah. an artist. It's not about whether you're doing something that I like or you like. It's not an opinion piece as such. No. It's more... we'll, we'll state that. We, you know, if we talk about opinion, we'll say, oh, this is just my opinion or something like that. Um, but a lot of the time, we'll just, we're quite objective with like, you know, what we're looking at. And we'll, we'll state, like, you know, I've said before, I'm, a, I'm a, the biggest fan of Ed Sheeran and all Lewis Capaldi. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't mean I'm going to tread on your, your, your shoes or your musical ears or whatever and to say that you like them. That's just, that's, that's my opinion. It's just subjective as hell. Yeah, um, but things so like that. Trash that I said about Christmas music—that's just my opinion, man. That is your opinion, but it is a Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing I didn't expect to be is be as Grinchy as that. But you said you you know you, you're the lovable Grinch. That's okay. I'm the Grinch. You're yeah. the you. I'm gonna copy all the the neutral cop. <laughs> yeah, you're. The... <laughs> I'm I'm always the positive. Um, Cop. Uh, so okay, I'm going to end this now and say you can find this podcast obviously on this channel or the podcast highlights channel. Uh, you can also find this on uh, wherever you get your podcasts, like Spotify, iTunes, all of those. There's a link below to the Anchor Hub page for where all those are. If you want to sort of see more videos like this, also you might want to support me on Patreon. I've got a new Patreon yesterday. A big shout out to uh, uh, Barry, not Barry Reno, who's now a supporter on me on Patreon. So supports. Helps me do these things and uh, the DIY musician guide, which is fantastic. Really appreciate that. Just in time for Christmas as well. Just keep trying to get Justin to support me on Patreon. I'll do it in his videos so he feels like pressure to do it. Maybe I'll do it. For oh, okay, I'll have a look. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, gonna have a look for me. The links are in the uh, thing. Um, I, this might be the last one we do before the end of the year. Um, and hopefully, me and Justin are gonna meet up and talk about Justin's plans for 2020. And hopefully we'll talk about that in the new year. We don't know yet. We're going to discuss it. But until then, have a lovely Christmas. Um, enjoy the holidays and all that stuff. And we'll see you on the other, the other side of this decade. Bye-bye. Let's freeze. Bye.